My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Pat, 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 help, help, work it out, work it out, work it out, boys. Come on, we got to get to the gym. We got to do what's right because you know you want some booty and you don't get the booty without being in shape. But actually, guys, sometimes we need to be in shape just because, well, it's good for us. Trust me, Mr. Stroke Survivor number two, trying to get the weight off, living life good. Oh, yeah, I'm diabetic. Y'all know this. I've shared this sort of stuff, but I'm trying to combat everything. And how am I doing it? Well, a lot of good people surrounding me. And sometimes you just need a fitness hack. And that's who we're talking to today is a guy who specializes in the over 40 fitness hacks. Y'all are old guys, so listen up. You're over 40. We need to go there. He's a gym owner. He's a personal trainer. He is helping people who are, quote, over the hill. I know you gay guys don't want to hear that. Really do this and do this well and finding out ways to cheat the aging process. And I'm so excited to have Brad Williams here. We've been kind of corresponding back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? He may be a straight guy, but he's got some good stuff going on. So Brad, I'm so glad you're welcome to step into our community and share with my listeners and um, really hopefully have some impact with them, man. So thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. Thanks so much for having me. You bet, man. So it's not just about food and exercise and all this stuff. That's all part of the equation, right? But there's so much more to it. Yeah. And, you know, there is there is something to say about, you know, health and wellness. But, you know, the other part is, too, it goes it does go hand in hand with the aesthetics and looking good right. and being attractive, too. So, you know, I don't I don't mind talking about both of those together. So. Right. Well, and I think sometimes people like compartmentalize these things. It's either you do this or you do that instead of taking like a holistic approach to everything and. I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe because I'm a bald guy, I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm comfortable in how I'm aging, you know? And, you know, I feel like when you get into that comfort, then you can actually do stuff, which to me is part of the hack. Accept where you are and be good with where you are and do what can really help you in that stage of life where you're at. So what made you really want to work with kind of the over 40 crowd? Let's start there. Yeah. So, you know, I've been a gym owner, personal trainer for the last 13 years. And and kind of my uh, niche was the over 40 crowd. That's just who was coming into private gyms. So thus, I you know got more experience and um, had, uh, you know, anywhere from the, the 40 to 65 crowd was typically mine. And, uh, you know, it was funny because, you know, in my late 20s and early 30s, you know, I'm the personal trainer that's, you know, training this older clientele. And, you know, they're having the issues of, you know, it's, you're, they're starting to slow down their metabolism and it's getting harder to you know, lose that body weight and do more right. cardio. And then they got life and kids and everything. And, you know, the personal trainer's response, you know, back then was, come on, you need to work harder, run more. You need to come three, four times a week. And uh, lo and behold, you know, 13 years later, I'm 42 now and now I'm having problems. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm a personal trainer and I can't, it's hard to keep this weight off, you know, the midsection yep. and. And now I've, you know, got responsibilities with my daughter and my family, and we got uh, two different, 
my wife is an entrepreneur as well as me. So we got our two businesses going. So it's just, it's hectic to, you know, manage life and the, the work-life balance and also keep your health. So um, I think mostly it's, you know, for, for, for our age group, it's, you know, one, we have to have time, but we need to be more, more, uh, have more quality time than just trying to knock out, you know, five, six days a week of working out. Right. Right. And I, uh, I've seen that where I go to the gym and I've always, I'm not, a, I'm not a gym guy. I've never been like, Oh, let's go. Right. But I realized over COVID, even though like, okay, fine. We bought Y bell workout equipment, all that. And like, okay, we're doing the home stuff. Right. That was great. I still use it from time to time when I'm like, I'm not going to the gym. I want, I need to do because our gym doesn't have a lot of strength. It has a lot of machines, but the, the true barbells and all that it's quite small. And it's like, everybody seems to be there. So I realized if I don't put that into part of my equation, I don't feel like I'm getting what I need. I can swim all I want. I can cycle all I want. I can use my Peloton and yoga. But if I don't have that strength part of it in there, then nothing really works. Everything else kind of keeps me status quo. It's that little bit of, quote, strength training. I mean, literally, there's not a lot. But I was like, wow, when I went to the gym and we kind of left the gym we were at and moved on and waited for, we finally have a, cheap little planet fitness that opened like less than a mile from our house. I'm like, you know what? If all I'm going to do is get in there and do a little bit of strength training, that's perfect for this. Yeah. I walked in and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm such a freaking wimp now. (laughs) I couldn't, I'm like, I used to be doing this. I'm like, I can't even do that. I'm like, well, Rick, you also are three years later of not being in the gym. Number one. And you're older, man. There's things shift when you're doing this stuff. So I bet a lot of your clients, that's probably something that's, well, you even guys said it about yourself. That surprises you the most. Like, I don't feel any older, but gosh, the body, it's doing stuff that, when did this happen, right? Yeah. Well, I, we all joked in the the gym, you know, after COVID-19, we were calling it the COVID plus 19, because all of right. us gained about 19 pounds over the course of that year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, we all brought stuff at home and, you know, I brought some weights and that kind of stuff and did what I could. But the, the main thing was just lack of movement. Yes. You know, as, as a trainer running three gyms, I was doing 15,000 steps on a bad day. Right. And not to mention now with my little workout during COVID and then watching my steps turn from, you know, 15, 20,000 to like 2000. Right. You know, that's, that's what you're losing. So, yep. you know, that's, that's part of the reason it's just, it does, it does get harder over 40. Our bodies are fighting us. You know, the aging process, it wants to hold on to fat more. It's harder to put on lean muscle mass. So, you know, that's that's kind of the core philosophy of of personal training and, and doing workouts, you know, with weights is uh, raising your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. And that's just putting more lean muscle mass on your body um, to burn more calories just at mm-hmm. just even at rest. So that's, that's yep. the kind of the whole science of my field of personal training. And, you know, that's the one thing for over 40 is, yeah, you can still do all those things, but why is it so much harder than in our twenties? Well, because it's just our body, it, it's harder. It's harder yep. to hold that muscle. It's harder to even, you know, that's the other part is it's harder to even get to the gym. So that doesn't yep. help. Um, and then protein assimilation is not as good anymore. Our digestive tracts have taken a beating for 40 years. They're not absorbing all that protein. 
So you got to find out all these little hacks and, right. you know, things that work for you. Not everything works for everybody. Um, but, you know, get the better quality protein, um, you know, hopefully from whole sources or, or better quality protein shakes, but also yep. doing more quality workouts. So that's one thing I teach my clients is, you know, doing more stuff, uh, you know, time under tension. So instead mm-hmm. of just trying to rep out 20 squats or just go as heavy as they can, you know, take your time, go slower, more mind body connection, feel your core, feel your legs, you know, five to 10 seconds down, five to 10 seconds up. And you're only going to be able to do about like eight reps and right. you're going to be wiped out with half right. the weight that you were doing before. And then do that for everything. You know, uh, you know, I enjoy going on, on walks. I hate running, hate doing cardio, but I don't mind walking. So I really feel, you know, my stride and pushing off, trying to activate my glutes. And then, you know, I built up to a certain amount of miles and then I threw on a, a weight vest and, yep. you know, six pounds is a game changer when you're going three miles. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just taking advantage of the time that I've set for myself and making sure that you get the most out of it. And it doesn't need to be a hour, hour and a half workouts. You can get away, you can get away with 30 minute workouts. If you, if you have that mindset. You know, it's interesting that you said that because this morning I went to the gym, <clears throat> I had all the time in the world this morning. And then I woke up to like a chaotic thing happening <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't even know if I'm going to make it to the gym now. And I'm like, no, I was determined. I am going to get to the gym, even though, I thought, wow, I've got three hours till I really start doing work today. Work through the issue somewhat. I'm like, okay, everything's kind of in place. I've got a solid hour before quote work. So I knew because, you know, 10 minutes to the gym by car, I wasn't going to make it walk into the gym this morning, but I'm like, oh, let's go. Right. And I thought I could try to bust through or I could go to the circuit. And I, when I know I want to just be concentrated, I go to the circuit. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting because I'm sitting there and this guy had just got up out of one of the, I don't even remember what the station was, the very first station, which is, I think it's a chest press or something like that. <clears throat> and he sits down and he had like 120 pounds or something. I'm like, oh, that's not happening. And I bump it up, like really bump it up. But I was like, just, I was like, as you were saying, I was really focused. And he walks by and he looks at me and goes, you're a bigger man than that. You can live more than that. And I was like, <laughs> you know what, buddy, don't even start with me. I'm already in a mood this morning. <laughs> I said, yes, but I'm really focused on what I'm doing. And he just kind of gave me this look and I'm like, trust me, <laughs> trust me. I know what I'm doing for myself. And that's one of the things I've noticed since I had my stroke back in December is the more focused I am in what I'm doing. And you and I had talked before we came on and started recording about the weight loss I've had and everything so far. Mm-hmm. The more focused I am, the more muscle tired I feel and the more like I feel like I've done a workout. So like a cycling, I used to do 15 to 20 miles when I go out for a ride, like, let's go, boom, let's go. Right. Since the stroke, I'm not feeling that like, boom, let's go. Yeah, I bet. But what I noticed is I can do eight to 10, but I'm really intentional. I'm making like every pedal stroke count and like, Let's just really work it. Like I'll come to a slight hill and instead of like, okay, let's bring it down to where we can climb that hill. Like really quickly. I'm like, nope, you're keeping it on because if I keep it on, I'm not talking huge hills, right? I'm talking like, I mean, I used to be a spin instructor, so I know how to play this game. And I'm like, nope, you're just going to climb the hill. You're going to climb it with a steady pace. You're going to have that right resistance on. And it's so amazing to see from when, so 
December 6th is when I had the stroke. I was literally out on a bike a week later. From that ride to now, I'm just like, wow, just that one minor change of you don't have to like pedal your ass off to get it done, right? Yeah. Has made so much difference in my lung capacity and my heart capacity, all this sort of stuff. So I love that you're sharing that because I think so many men, especially gay men, they're like, we got to go to the gym. We got to rep this out. We got to, you know, da, da. I'm like, no, not really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I threw my ego out the door, you know, five to 10 years ago. Now I'm just, you know, happy to get it and, and do what I can. And, uh, you know, you're talking about your stroke. I, I went through a, a pretty rough uh, lower back injury five years ago. And, you know, that's kind of was the, the moment in my life where, you know, survived that. Five years later, I've had two back surgeries. Um, it was just a nasty trip uh, moving uh, weight equipment. You know, as a gym owner, I'm the the personal trainer, the marketing coordinator, the website developer, the bathroom cleaner, and yep. unfortunately, yep. the mover, you know, unless you want right. to pay for all that stuff. And just took a nasty spill, just an accident that happens in life, and, you know, ended up blowing out a disc. Oh, and wow. uh, it was really bad to the point where, you know, physical therapy, chiropractic care, couldn't do anything. Um, and eventually, the pain was so bad, I, I had to do the surgery. And, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I took it slow, came back maybe a little bit too fast and herniated again. Uh, it didn't heal, went through the whole process again, got surgery. And now, you know, I'm two years post-op my second one. And that's really when I'm doing exactly what you're saying is every simple little thing I do, which is, you know, starting out after surgery, that's all you can do is simple stuff. But focusing, like we we're talking about on every movement you do, even something simple as walking, um, and then even going, you know, swimming, you know, you know, wading out in the water and really focusing on your core, like every movement you do to make sure that is as much quality as you can get, because, you know, there's only at that point in my time, there was only so much I could do. Mm -hmm. um, not to mention, I still had to run three gyms and do all this stuff and right. I didn't have all the time in the world. So, yeah. But but don't you think most people you brought this up a couple of times, so I'm going to grab on as every good podcaster should when you hear a guest say something. It's the time thing. People say, I don't have the time. We do. It's how you make the time for it. And I'm not going to preach like, you know, put it on your calendar. Well, I probably would. As a coach, I'd be like, you need to put it on your calendar. You need to block it out. But you have time to sit in front of the TV and do nothing for so much time a night, which I realize that's another relaxation thing. I'm not going to knock anybody because yeah. I do that too. But it's so interesting when you quit equating fitness with time. And equate it more with fitness, with feeling good and fitness with getting into those genes you just want to get into or, you know, wanting to have, you know, gay men. And it's like, I want six pack abs. I'm like, well, I have one ab and I'm still very attractive, guys. So, you know what? Guess what? I'll deal with it. Right. But I, I hear it. We're all time compressed. This is the world we live in. Right. But I feel like this is one of the biggest hacks that you can give yourself in getting in shape and staying in shape and living a healthy life is realize that time is a gift. And if you gift yourself the time of fitness, you're going to find the more you gift yourself that time, the more it becomes a standard practice and a routine. And I'm not saying, oh, my God, you have to do it every day. But I think this is one of the things people hide behind. And I'm sure you hear that all the time in your world as well. Yep. And, you know, the other uh, real big hack that, too, is that I tell clients is, you know, finding something that you truly enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. you know, in the health and wellness sectors. Um, yep. 
and uh, you know, could be cycling or swimming or working out or or mostly just trying out things. And then the other part is, you know, taking, you know, small steps. You know, the worst thing to do is, you know, you get the new New Year's resolution crowd coming in. And yes, that's good for, you know, business and the gym and everything. But you know, when they come in, they're like, I've had it. I want to do everything and go all out five days a week and this and that. No, 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 no. We're not we're not doing that because it's just a path to failure, too too much overload. Taking things in small steps, focusing on our workouts like we we're talking about, but also doing something you enjoy. And, you know, it may not be coming to my gym and doing circuit training. You know, it may be some of the other things, but that's most important. And the other part is, you know, going out and, and getting the right mindset, like immerse yourself into, you know, the health and wellness field, like go on podcasts, Google search, go on YouTube, because that process of, of being interested is basically kind of brainwashing you into getting more motivation, getting more excitement. And that's more important having that first before coming into the gym than, you know, relying on, I'll just sign up and I hate it, but I hope my personal trainer or coach will, you know, get, get me going. It's just so right. much easier when someone goes through those steps first. Um, it's just better for, you know, longevity of your fitness journey. Well, yeah. And, and also to have a, have the right relationship with fitness and wellness, you know, you, you hit something. I, 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 I think I told you before I even came on, and I think I've mentioned it once here, I'm not a gym guy. I don't, I've never been, let's go to the gym. That just was never in my makeup. But then right after I got divorced and everything in your area, Crunch Fitness, the one down in Mission Viejo, which was the biggie, you know, was like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's the coolest club in the world, right? I'm like, okay, well, let's go. You know, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be a single gay guy, I better get in shape, right? Love the gym. But guess what I love? I love cycling. I love spin. And suddenly I latched into that. And then that became my thing. And then one morning at like five in the morning, we all showed up for class and the instructor didn't show up. We're all like, okay, great. We drug our ass out of bed for this, right? <laughs> well, my fellow students are like, Rick, you could do it. You, you do really good at this. You should teach us today. I'm like, I'm not an instructor. That ain't happening. And they kept pushing. And so they somebody went to the front desk and said, there's no instructor. And we have a student in the class who's really good. He could do this. Could he just, you know, and the guy's like, I don't care. It's five in the morning. Corporate's not going to be here. If he wants to go teach, I'm like, I don't have any music. And they're like, and one of my guys in the class, he's like, I know you have music, Rick. Your car is okay. So now I'm dating myself. Your car is full of CDs, Rick. I'm like, well, that's true. And so I let a spin class. I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to do this, right? Well, two hours later, the fitness director from Crunch is calling me like, uh, Got a question for you. Did you teach a class this morning as a member? I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> either answer, I'm either going to lose my membership or something, right? And before I knew it, I was teaching spin. And that became the basis of what I really love doing. I love cycling. I love spin. I'm much more of a, quote, cardio type guy, like mm -hmm. any of that sort of stuff. But again, I know the value of getting in there and doing the strength training to balance out everything else. Not saying I couldn't do all this with that, but there's something about making that beautiful mix. And I found where my grooves were. And I think that's the biggest thing for most of us is find your groove. Exactly. Make sure it's something that really works for you and then stick with it, you know? Um, so I think it's harder too, as we age, <clears throat> to adapt to what we know our body can do. Because we do, you already mentioned, it. you come in in your 20s like that, and then here you are, and suddenly back injuries and all this sort of stuff. 
it's not easy to predict when that thing's going to hit. That's like, nope, can't do that. But yet yep. we push through. So what is one of those, maybe you got a, a insight hack on like really noticing when your body's ready. Anything there? Yeah. So the, the other part too, of being over uh, 40 is, you know, not only are we looking for like quality of the workouts, you know, obviously you love what you're doing and start with that. Um, but also, uh, you know, well, I kind of lost it in my train of thought. I had a good one. <laughs> well, but, uh, I think, I think the thing is, is when you, we, okay. So again, I'm going to use myself as an example in this. <clears throat> so back to the stroke, I'm like, okay, going to take it easy. So to speak, I'm not one that's easy to say you're yeah. going to take it easy. Right. But I, I was like, okay, this is number two. Neither one have been severe with deficits. Right. But I definitely noticed some changes. And so I did get into the gym. Actually, I got into the gym that that weekend. Uh, I went in the hospital on Tuesday and was out on Friday. And I think Sunday I went to the gym. And I thought, okay, wait, some things are not feeling the same way, right? Now, I've done this enough. Not, had, not that, like, oh, yeah, I have strokes every week. So I, get, I don't mean that. Yeah, I've done this enough as a as a spin instructor to know when, you know, wait, you know, I could be teaching. <clears throat> but if I just did a century ride over the weekend or something, my teaching was way pulled back. The students didn't notice, but I know what I would do on the bike that was way pulled back to what I'm having them do because my body was still in recovery. And I think those are the things is when you can sense those, but you ignore it. Yeah, you know. And, that, and that's, that's what I was going to move on to was, uh, you know, recovery, you know, mm -hmm. not only sleep, but physical stress and also mental stress, all those things, you know, are more prevalent when we're over 40, um, our bodies are aging and it sucks. We hold on to more body fat under our body. It's just part of the, our body survival system, but the effects of, uh, stress, mental stress, not getting enough sleep and having enough recovery um, you know, our bodies have a, a hormone called cortisol that, uh, you know, releases during those stressful times or not getting enough sleep. And cortisol is literally the worst thing that, that can be going on in your body to help you, you know, get to your fitness goals. So that's why, you know, it really, really is important to work on those things. So, you know, get better sleep. You know, you were mentioning before the show about having issues with that. and But right. you're actively trying to fix that, which is great. It may be a journey, maybe a long journey, but at least you're, you're going towards that goal. Stress. Right. You know, I've had clients that are married going through divorces and how horrible that was. And it was affecting, you know, their gains and what they were trying to accomplish. Until they solved that problem, we couldn't do anything in the gym to get them to the next level. And I uh, uh, had another client who was just so uh, adamant about leaving her work and just couldn't at the time and hated her coworkers, hated her job, hated her boss. And watching her finally get out of that situation, go work for herself. Her husband was supporting her too uh, during that time. And within like a week, lo losing seven pounds. And wow. just, just, just to see like how much stress matters, you know, and then, you know, being a personal trainer for the last 13 years, getting more and more and more of those stories, I'm now seeing that. And then also, you know, turning 40 myself, living some of that as well. So that's that's kind of been my philosophy now. Um, and plus, after my injury is just 
you need to start doing stuff that feels good. You know, mm-hmm. sleeping longer feels good. Not being stressed and fighting with your your partner feels good. So right. And sometimes and sometimes you may have to j- journal it because you you right. don't remember what you did the other day. Well, and and sometimes it's something as simple as get up from your desk and go move around a little bit. You know, I mean, I I could sit here all day if I wanted to. I, luckily, I have a stand up desk, so I try every other every other session that I'm working with clients. Like one, I'll be standing; the next one will be sitting. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but what I'll notice, like today, I had a I had a couple of clients cancel. I'm like, hey, that that hour that I didn't think I was going to have, I am up. I'm doing dishes or whatever because I work from home and. Like let's be uh, I, even lunchtime. It's always interesting because my husband will come home at lunchtime and I'm standing there eating. He's like, "Aren't you going to sit?" I'm like, "Uh." Uh-uh. Lunchtime, I stand. I stand and eat because I do the same one, thing. It's one of the easiest ways to get some stand time in. And you know, it's not like I'm like, "Oh, let's have a steak." <laughs> it's not that I'm eating like salad or something that's easy to eat while standing up. Even when I do my like, I do intermittent fasting, which is. Another journey that I think a lot of people over 40 should really explore. Some are going to yeah. go, ah, no, I can't do that. I'm like, you would be surprised what you, and I'm not a big like first morning eater to begin with. So it was pretty easy for me to adapt into that. But I'm like, you would be surprised what just shifting, like when you start and when you finish eating, I mean, my body is so adjusted to it now. Yeah. Like we went to, we went to Seattle this weekend to see kids and I'm not used to like, what do you want for breakfast? Nothing. Dad yeah. doesn't need it. Oh, dad. Okay. I, I, I have a protein shake, but it's literally like a orgain protein shake, just water in the shake mix. That's it. That's, that's how I start my day, but I don't eat it, anything solid until 12 o'clock. And they're just like, how do you do that? I'm like, actually Practice. your body will, yeah, your body adjusts. It's just yeah. simple. And then, you know, we were sitting around one evening and we hadn't really had anything. It's getting close to like, eight o'clock. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to break the rule a little bit here. And I felt so crappy the next day. Cause I'm like, wow, I ate at like eight 30 at night. Yeah. And just that little bit of a shift was like such a big shift for me. But I think these are the things that we keep bringing, coming back to Brad is exploring and finding what works for you because what worked in your twenties isn't working in your forties and what's working in your forties isn't going to work in your sixties per se. Some of it will, But I found I did a yoga challenge at the beginning of the year. And I'm like, I love yoga. Haven't done it in a while. I'm like, oh, this will be easy. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. You haven't done yoga in almost two years, buddy. And it's like, I can't even do a downward facing dog. And like, you know, (laughs) but but then by the end, like halfway through, it was a 30 day challenge. I'm like, wow, I'm I got better. I'm I'm back and I'm doing it. I mean, I'm using blocks and stuff, which I'm like, I would have never used blocks before. But then I'm like, well, wait, you broke your wrist two years ago. So not surprising that any pressure on your right wrist really like affects everything. So use the blocks. It keeps you up a little bit higher, but it, you know, because I can spread the hands out over the block. It's not like putting your wrist right down on the mat either. So I think one of the key messages here is one of the hacks is do what works for you in the station of life where you're at. Yep. Hey, you know, what's cool is uh, one of my top fitness hacks for, for the diet uh, portion is fasting. So it's mm-hmm. cool to hear you talk about that because, you know, I, I started uh, practicing intermittent fasting about four years ago. And just, I was, you know, just for the simple concept of just, you know, eat the same calories, eat your same foods, your, however much protein you think you need or you've been told and just yep. crunch it into a tighter window and then fasting the rest of the time 
felt better, cleaner. Um, started getting a little bit more, you know, weight loss because that's what I was going for at the time. And uh, just like you said, now I'm so practiced that I, I, first of all, I hate breakfast food, so that was an easy transition to to kick that off. But I just felt better in the morning, and then you learn to, you know, work out in a fasted state, which kind of juices up the the fat burning process. But I've yeah. I've I've been dabbling in uh, longer fasting. And seeing really great results with that, you know, obviously not for everyone and check with your right. doctor on that, but going like 24, 36, 48 hour fasting and just seeing even on my blood work, like, you know, four months of, of messing with that. I did a thing with my doctor and just seeing my cholesterol levels drop in 20%. He couldn't believe wow. it. And that's that whole giving your body a break, yep. you know, letting it clean up itself mm-hmm. and then, you know, getting back. But something you don't you just pick and choose when you want to do that. It's not like a weekly well, right. thing. Right. No, we're not, we're not fasting for 48 hours every yeah. week. I mean, that isn't <laughs> happening, but, but it is interesting. I mean, I noticed we went on vacation last June and Costa Rica, nice property, all this sort of stuff. I'm like, well, okay. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to really want to fast. And, and I love breakfast food. So that's, that was kind of a, I love breakfast food, but I don't have to have it. I don't have I to could. wake up in the morning and like, I yeah. have to have a breakfast, you know, you can have it for lunch. Exactly. So <laughs> that is, so here we are on this vacation. And like the first day I'm like, yeah, I'll have a little bit of this or a little bit of that. I'm like, well, that went pretty well. Next day I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just really pretend like this is like a cheat day for sure. The next day I was like, I felt like crap. Now, granted, I, okay, I was also drinking more alcohol than I normally would and all this other stuff, but I was like, you know what? Let's try tomorrow morning. I'll still eat, but let's go back to some of the cleaner stuff. Like, okay, I'm going to have some, just some grains and some Greek yogurt and like, let's, and it was so interesting. And just again, a 24 hour period the next day. And I, I'm like, I drank just as much as I did, you know, and I, I know I don't drink near like I used to either. But it was so interesting to see that one little switch. Like I, I didn't have any bacon. I didn't have any sausages. I just had yogurt and grains and some fruit. That one little switch made all the difference in the world. And I thought, you know what? Okay, I might have some sausage and stuff a little bit throughout the rest of the week, but not every day. And I thought, but what's going to happen when I get back home? And it's like intermittent fasting. I'm so glad I made the switch through the week, like just really doing that because then when I got to got home and even the first day, I'm like, well, I might just not do the intermittent. I'm like, no, you're going to make it happen, man. You can do it. I'm so glad I did because it was like, it was almost as if that whole week didn't happen before. Yeah. So our bodies are amazing what they can do if we give them the permission to actually like just do it. And that, and that's that's interesting to you know test for people to test too. Try it out and just see that giving your body a chance to to catch up will will mm-hmm. tell you that over time. Oh wow, these these cleaner foods actually make me feel better. They start even tasting better. And then when you do do a splurge, you know, like for me, like a big greasy double cheeseburger hamburger, same right. thing. It hurts. I don't yep. feel good. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's still worth it, <laughs> yes. but. uh but for the most part, I journal that down. But I guess you're just going to pay the price. But that's that's telling you, your body finally, when it gets a break, now can can work properly, mm-hmm. and it's telling you now I, it doesn't want this. Right. So, well, but you know, there's still a thing of enjoying life too, and you, know, well, you right. got to pick your but battles. But the thing is, you can you can enjoy life in so many simple, easy ways. So yesterday we're in we were in Seattle 
sitting at the airport waiting to come home. And it's like, well, we either eat now or we don't eat till, you know, and we, we knew we probably eat when we get home, but um, we had a priority pass so we could eat at a certain place and, you know, Hey, cool, let's do this. And of course it's a nicer restaurant in the airport. And of course I'm looking at the menu and it's like, Oh, a burger. That sounds really good. Oh, this sounds really, I'm like, I could have a salad, but I saw the salads coming out. I don't think, you know, I hadn't really had anything to eat because I hadn't, I'd been fasting. So basically early morning protein shake and nothing since. And then I saw the salmon BLT sandwich. I'm like, okay, well, salmon, that'd be pretty good. A little bit of bacon wouldn't hurt. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get that and I'm going to get the salad instead of the fries. I could have got the burger. <laughs> and I'm like, I was so glad that is what I ordered because I ended up taking the top of the bun off and just having the base bun and the salmon and the you know, lettuce and all that stuff on it. And we got home and I'm like, you know, I'm hungry, but I was hungry in a good way. Yeah. Not like, oh, I got the fuel. I got the munchies or anything. Right, yeah. the munch so then, of course, we get home and there's like nothing in the house. I mean, everything, you know, we didn't put any food out because we were going to be gone a while. I'm like, well, what are we going to do? Of course, burgers came up. I'm like, nope, not doing that. Well, we're going to get Mexican. No, well, actually, I probably would have gone Mexican and got the salad that I got. But I'm like, I just had the Mexican salad the night before we left for the airport. And I want the same thing coming home. And we found, we went to one of our Greek places and I said, I'm getting the bowl. And my husband's like, is that any good? I'm like, I love it. And it's great because it's, it's lettuce, gyro, um, tons of vegetables, a little bit of hummus and um, tzatziki dressing. And it's just, it's just a really good, healthy bowl. And we got done and he's like, that was really good. And I don't feel like, oh my gosh, we just came home from vacation. And even though we've been eating, we went and ate one more bad meal. I'm like, no, we ate a really good meal. And I think yeah. this is what so many of us miss, especially gay men. When we get to this space in our life, we're like, maybe we don't have anybody in our life. And then we're going out on these dates or we're going to the bars or whatever and come home. And then suddenly, because you've been drinking all night, ah, let's just do this. And then the next day you go to the gym to try to like, you know, work it off, work it off, work it off. Well, suddenly that becomes a really bad habit. Yeah. And then suddenly you're caught in that cycle of eat, drink, whatever. And then exercise, exercise, exercise. And then what happens the day that you can't exercise, then you start beating yourself up and suddenly there goes the mindset stuff. It's that goes in. your stress levels too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so what's one of the things that you think benefits people? I mean, I know we talked about a ton of stuff here today and such great stuff you've been giving us, Brad, but what's one of the things you feel like as we age is one of the key things to like, just be super aware of so that you can keep mind, body health, all kind of in the best alignment possible. Yeah. So I think, uh, just, just realizing that, you know, we're in our forties or some of your listeners in their fifties, sixties, there's time, you know, it mm -hmm. takes us a lot longer to get the results we want and just to be okay with that. As long as you're on the path and you care and you're, you, you know, you keep, you know, you know, reading, watching stuff and you, you want to get healthier. Cause you know, it's just like in hypnosis, they say if, if someone comes to them and they're being forced to like quit smoking, but that person doesn't really want to change that the hypnosis won't work. You have to want it. So if, if you have that, you want to get healthier, you want to go on this fitness journey. Oh, you are in the right mindset people. And, uh, you know, it's okay if it things take six months, a year, two years, it doesn't need to be 
you know, three months to get ready for your beach body to prep mm-hmm. it for the next summertime. Right. But as long as, as long as you're pointing in that direction, you have the right mindset, you will get there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, and I've, I've, I've done it with myself. I've done it with clients and, you know, just don't beat yourself up. So I think that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. Um, but also having a, a sense of accountability too. That's kind of where in my line of work, you know, we're the accountability coaches, you know, in our gym, but having, having an online coach or having a friend or a group, a lot of people like the group stuff and you're being held accountable to that group, uh, group, maybe, maybe you join a club just to, just to get that. But accountability, I think for, for us over 40 is just, is just real beneficial because, you know, in our twenties we could do everything, but now, you know, it's okay to need help from others. Mm-hmm. So you got a podcast. Let's shout that one out. So if anybody wants to connect there, so what's that one? Yeah. Uh, podcast is over 40 fitness hacks four awesome. zero, not spelled out. Yeah. Uh, website, same thing over 40 fitness hacks.com. And then all my contact info is on there. And, uh, yeah, that's just the easiest way you, to get a hold of me. And you've got videos and stuff on there as well. So guys, if you're looking to like connect, if you're in the Southern California area for sure, uh, check out Brad. He is gay friendly. He's supportive. He he works with anybody over 40. I mean, and I think this is important to, again, even that, finding somebody who is like, here's my specialty. This is what I really specialize in is really important. I know if I was going to, you know, go for a trainer or somebody, I want to find, it's like, I find doctors who really understand me as a over 40, almost 60 year old guy at this point, but really understand me as a six, almost 60 year old guy, as a, you know, a gay man, all these different things that that's where my accountability and that's where my success comes in. So yeah, good stuff, man. Yep. And then us over 40 people need to stick together and band together. And it's, it's awesome that you have your, your uh, group and podcast, Rick, that you're doing exactly that. So. Oh, cool. Well, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you coming and supporting my community and being out there. And again, if anybody wants to connect with Brad, go to over 40 fitnesshacks.com. It's the number 40. I'll say it for him again and um, check him out. If you're in that local area, go hunt him down. See if maybe he's your guy for you. Because sometimes it's just finding that right person that can really help you get to where you're trying to go. So, and with that, guys, we're going to say we're checking out for another week of 40 plus gay men, gay talk. And make sure you join us in just another week for another episode of something that'll shake you up, get you on track, and hopefully help you go be exactly who you're meant to be in the world. Thanks for listening, guys. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.